0: What is your name? Your name is very important, and most of us did not choose our name. I have a brother who was four years old when I was born, and he actually chose my name. And when it comes to your name, there are people who like their name and people who don't. Kids, I have a question for you. How many of you kids like your name? How many of you wish you could change your name? Well, you know, parents often spend a great deal of time choosing baby names, and some parents choose names because they are popular. I discovered this week that the most popular name for boys, top three for this year, were Liam, Aiden, and Jackson. And the three most popular names for girls in 2015 were Olivia, Emma, Emma, and Sophia. Now, some parents choose names because they are popular, and some parents choose names for their children because of what they mean. How many of you tonight know the meaning of your name? Okay, some of you do. My wife, Chris, and I chose names for our children based on their meaning. For example, our oldest son, and I've shared this with some of you before, our oldest son, his name is David, which means beloved. His middle name is Benjamin, so his name means, the middle name means son of my right hand, so his whole name means beloved son of my right hand. And then our daughter, Elizabeth, means consecrated to God. Our youngest son, Jonathan, his name means gift of God. Now, my wife's name is Christine, which means Christ follower, and I have the only unspiritual name in our entire family because the name Dudley means this, man from the woods of Duda. (laughs) I don't know what my brother was thinking. Tonight, I want us to think about the name of the baby who was born in Bethlehem. Actually, the Bible gives us many names for this child. But tonight, I want us to focus on one name that is found in this verse in the book of Matthew. It says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God's people were looking forward to his arrival. They were waiting for the day that God would send someone to rescue them And you may ask, well, why do they need to be rescued? I'll come back to that in just a few minutes. For now, let me say this. In the Old Testament, God's people had been invaded and conquered by a foreign army because they had disobeyed God. They were in exile in a faraway place. But God still loved his people. And they held on to the hope that someday God would honor his promise and send Emmanuel to set them free. What does that name, Emmanuel, mean? God with us. On the very first Christmas, God came to be with us, but what exactly does that mean, and and how did it happen? Well, to answer those questions, we need to go back in time to the beginning of everything. And this is what the Bible tells us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is the Word? That's Jesus. You see, in the beginning, before anything else existed, there was God. And this one God exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, who is Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is what the Bible tells us about Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. It was through Jesus Christ that everything was created. Galaxies with countless stars, our own planet Earth, with mountains and oceans and trees and flowers, birds that fly and fish that swim, and every living thing, including people. On that first Christmas, Jesus Christ, the one through whom all things were created, became one of us. The Bible says it this way, the Word, Jesus Christ, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And the person of Jesus Christ, God had come to earth so that he could be with us. And I love the Christmas story. I love the story of the shepherds and the angels and little baby Jesus lying in a manger. For years, our kids and now our grandkids have watched a classic video called A Charlie Brown Christmas. How many of you have ever seen that video? I think it's maybe 50 years old now. Some of you may have heard recently that a school in Kentucky decided to edit a presentation of this holiday classic by deleting a scene that they felt was too controversial. And so I want to show that really controversial scene to you tonight because it is the heart of this Christmas movie and the heart of the Christmas story. Let's take a look.
1: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel... A multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. shall be to all people. For unto you who is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you.
0: Jesus came to our world in order to be with us. And life is so much different when you are not alone. Life is so much better when someone who is strong and wise and caring is with you. This week I learned something very interesting about the video clip that you just watched, where Linus is reciting the Christmas story from the Bible. I've watched this video for years and years, but someone pointed out something I had never noticed before. When Linus gets to the part where the angel is speaking to the shepherds and the angel says, fear not, Linus drops his security blanket. How many of you saw that in the video? Now, for those of you who know the cartoon strip, Peanuts, this is really a big deal because, as you know, Linus for, well, for his whole life has always held on to his security blanket. It's the way that he deals with his insecurity and anxiety and fear. And even though Charlie Brown and Lucy and all the other characters are always saying, Linus, let go of your blanket, even though they ridicule him for carrying around his blanket, it isn't until that moment that he reads the story of Christ's birth, until that moment when he says the words, fear not, that he actually lets it go. And I watched that this week and I thought, isn't that a powerful powerful message for us. Jesus Christ has come to be with us, and because of that, we too can let go of our fears. In a world where everything is so uncertain, we can let go of our anxiety and insecurity because God is with us. The promise of God's presence has enabled people for years to do incredible things. When God called Moses to go to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the world, and say, let my people go, Moses was afraid. And so God says, but Moses, I will be with you. When God called Joshua to to lead God's people to the promised land, Joshua was afraid, and so God said, Joshua, be strong and courageous because I will be with you. And when Jesus Christ called together his disciples after he had died and risen from the grave, He gave them a mission in this world to make disciples, and when they were afraid and didn't know how in the world they would accomplish this, Jesus said, I will be with you. And friends, tonight, whatever's happening in your life, I hope that you'll hear those words, God is with you. When you're lonely, God is with you. When you're afraid, God is with you. When you're confused or tired or hurting deeply, God is with you. In the ordinary moments of your life, God is with you. The Christmas story is about Jesus coming down from heaven. But in the eyes of the world, down can be a word for for losers. Down and out, downfall, downscale, downhill. On the other hand, there is the word up, a word for winners. Upscale, uptown, up-and-coming, upper-class, upwardly mobile. The story of Jesus Christ is a story of downward mobility. In order to be our Savior, Jesus had to go down, all the way down. He left his home in heaven to go down to earth, and once he arrived, he never stopped descending. The one who possessed all power, was now a helpless baby lying in the arms of a teenage girl. The one who was worshipped and adored by countless angels, the one hailed as the King of kings and Lord of lords, laid aside his rights and privileges to become one of us. This is what the Bible says about Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and took the position of a servant. He was born as a human being and humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Now, when we read these verses, when we realize that Jesus came to be with us and that he died on a cross, the question is, why? Why would he do that? And the answer is simply this, because he loves us so very much. You see, the question of why Jesus came to our world was really answered that night that the angel said to the shepherds, for today, a savior has been born to you. The mission of Jesus Christ was to come and rescue us. He came to save us because ever since the days of Adam and Eve, people have been making the choice to walk away from God's purpose and God's plan for their lives. The Bible is so clear. God says, I want you to love me. In fact, that's why I made you, so that you could love me and know me. But people, all people, in every place, in every generation, have decided to disobey God. And when God said, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself, we've all failed to do that. And the Bible has a word for this. It's called sin. And sin separates us from a holy God, a just God, who has to punish every sin we've ever committed. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. What we deserve for our disobedience is to die and to be separated from God forever. And that's exactly why Jesus came. He came to rescue us because we could not save ourselves. He came to restore our relationship with God. And so Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, is born as a baby in Bethlehem. And he grows up. And he does something that none of us could ever do. He lives a perfect life. And then he allows himself to be arrested and beaten and hung on a cross. And on that cross, an amazing thing was made possible. God the Father was willing to put our sin on Jesus and to punish him in our place. The wrath of God that we deserved is poured out on his very own son. And Jesus dies for us. But I'm so glad that's not the end of the story. Because three days later, in a moment that changes everything, Jesus defeats death and rises from the dead. And now he calls us to a new life as we put our faith and our trust in him. And friends, the life that Jesus calls us to is a life we've always wanted. A life where our our past can be settled, our future can be assured. A life where we can know that God is with us every single day of our lives. And on this Christmas Eve, I'm so glad that each one of you is here. I'm so glad that Jesus came to be with us. I'm so glad that he came to be our Savior. But I have an incredibly important question to ask each one of you tonight. And the question is this, is he your Savior? Jesus Christ came into the world to save people, but that doesn't happen automatically. We have to make a choice to embrace Christ as our Savior and our Lord. And here's the reality. If you were to ask most people, um, how can a person be made right with God? How can we be accepted by God? Most people would say this, by being a good person. In fact, many people would say this, if you take all the good things that I've done and all the bad things that I've done, I hope the good outweighs the bad and that somehow that'll be okay with God. But the reality is this, good people don't go to heaven because no one's good enough. Forgiven people go to heaven. People who have trusted, not in themselves, but trusted in what Christ can do for them. Jesus preached a very simple message. He said this, repent and believe the good news. To repent literally means to change your mind. To stop believing what you once believed and now to agree with God about the fact that you're a sinner and you need a savior. And to believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be, God the son who was born as a baby, who grew up, who died in your place and who one day is coming back. And friends, tonight I want to do this. I want to ask you to bow your heads because tonight could be the night that changes everything for you. This could be the the night, the Christmas, that you decide that you're going to be serious about following Jesus. So would you pray with me? Father, I want to pray tonight for every person here who is right now a follower of Jesus. Father, we are so thankful that Jesus came to be with us. We're so thankful that we never have to face anything in life alone because you are right there. And God, I want to pray tonight for the one who has made the choice to follow Jesus in the past, but they've wandered away from you. And Lord, maybe that's because they're distracted or disappointed or disillusioned by people or or by life. I pray tonight that they would come home to you, that they would bring their their doubts and their fears and their questions and their heartache and once again experience your peace and your presence. And Father, tonight, I want to pray for those who have never made the choice to follow Jesus because I know that this can be the very moment that they've been waiting for. And Father, I pray, I pray for that person who right now, even as I'm speaking, they feel the move of your spirit to believe in Christ and give their life to them. And I want to give them an opportunity to do that tonight. So with our heads still bowed, if you want to make that choice to follow Jesus tonight, I'd like to lead you in a Christmas prayer. And you don't have to say anything out loud. You can pray silently as you talk to God. And if you want to follow Jesus, tell God in your own words that you're sorry for your sins and you need his forgiveness. And tell God in your own words that you believe that Jesus is his son who died on a cross to pay for your sins and who came back to life three days later. And finally, tell God that you want to turn away from your sin and follow Jesus with all of your heart. God, tonight, we are so thankful that you always hear our prayers. God, thank you for the marvelous and moving story of Christmas. May we be faithful, Father, faithful messengers of your grace in a world filled with people who need to know that Jesus came to be with us. For we pray in his name. Amen. Tonight we're going to be lighting the last Advent candle. This is the Christ candle, and it symbolizes love. Jesus said this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus said this as well. He said, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As we light our candles, let's stand and sing this Christmas carol that reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world and that he came to be with us. Let's lift him up with our voices. Oh,
1: come,
0: let us adore
1: him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, him, Christ the Lord. He
0: alone is worth
1: For he
0: Thank you for being here tonight. And if you would do this as our service comes to a close, if you would take your cards and leave them in the basket as you exit, and if tonight you prayed for the very first time to follow Jesus Christ, would you do this just to the right of the Christmas tree? There's a table, and we've got some resources for you to begin your new adventure with Christ. Would you take your card and give it to the person there so that we can give these resources to you? And listen, if you don't have a church home, We're open Sundays. We'd love to have you come this week and be a part of our worship service. And listen, whatever's happening in your life or your family tonight, I want to leave you with this one thought. God is with us. Merry Christmas and God bless you all.